0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up
1: now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
2: 18 plus.
0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is a review of Argo.
2: Actions of Iran have shocked the civilized world. Go, go, go. Spread everything. Our embassy has been seized, and more than 60 American citizens continue to be held as hostages
1: if we're going to go then we need to go now what happened six of the hostages went out a back exit where are they the canadian ambassador's house got revolutionary guards going door to door these people die they die badly white house who wants the six of them out what we like for this are bicycles deliver the six bikes provide them with maps or you could just send in training wheels and meet them at the border with Gatorade. It's gonna take a miracle to get them out. Buddy man, What are we
3: watching? I got an idea. They're
0: a Canadian film crew for a science fiction movie. I fly into Tehran. We all fly out together as a film crew. I need you to help me make a fake
3: movie. So you wanna to come to Hollywood and act like a big
1: shot without actually doing anything? Yeah. It'll fit right in a script. Argo, science fantasy adventure. Moonscape, Mars, desert. You need an exotic location to shoot. You need a producer. If I'm doing a fake movie, it's going to be a fake hit. You don't have a better bad idea than this? This is the best bad idea we have, sir. By far. You have 72 hours to get them out. They're getting a visitor. Have you gotten people out this way before? No. They're asking us to trust you with our lives.
0: This is what I do, and I've never left anyone behind.
1: I know who they are, and they know they're hiding out. It's over, Tony. If they stay here, they will be taken. Probably not alive. We're responsible for these people. I'm responsible. really believe your little story is going to make a difference when there's a gun to our heads. I think my little story is the only thing between you and a gun to your head.
0: All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Argo, and the story is as follows. On November 4th, 1979, militants stormed the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, Iran, taking 66 American hostages. Amid the chaos, six Americans managed to slip away and find refuge with the Canadian ambassador, knowing it's just a matter of time before the refugees are found and likely executed. The U.S. government calls on extractor Tony Mendez to rescue them. Mendez's plan is to pose as a Hollywood producer scouting locations in Iran and train the refugees to act as his film crew. The film is starring Ben Affleck, Brian Cranston, Alan Arkin, John Goodman, Scoot McNary, and it is directed by Ben Affleck and written by Chris Terrio. Here to join me today for this 2012 retrospective podcast review, the last in our retrospective, I have Dan Baer.
1: This is the best bad idea we have, sir, by far.
0: Danilo Castro. everybody. And Evo Day.
2: It's Toronto, not Toronto. (laughs) That's right.
0: Canadian representation here on the podcast supplied by Evo Day, everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, so Argo, the Best Picture winner of 2012. As I mentioned before, the final film in our 2012 retrospective here. This was actually only the third feature film directed by Ben Affleck. Previous to this, he had directed critically acclaimed films Gone Baby Gone and The Town. So his directing chops were definitely on notice, and he had, in my opinion, garnered better reviews for his directing than he had for his acting up until this point in his career. And what a career that this guy has had. I mean, he was immediately shot to stardom during the early years with fellow uh, friend and co-star Matt Damon when the two of them won the Oscar for *Goodwill Hunting uh, for original screenplay, followed by a series of Hollywood leading man roles, a tabloid, <laughs> very heavily gossiped, and much publicized relationship with jennifer lopez which funnily enough actually was rekindled many many years later (laughs) and then had a string of pretty bad hits um and then some misses and then it just kind of went downhill from there the guy became pretty much a laughing stock and really started to do interesting supporting actor work in movies like hollywood land and state of play And then next thing you know, somewhere around like the late 2000s, early 2010s, his career just started to steadily climb back up with these directorial efforts here. Like I said, Gone Baby Gone, The Town, both did pretty well. The Town garnered one Oscar nomination, not for Affleck, but for Jeremy Renner in Supporting Actor. And uh, a lot of people were thinking, oh, maybe this will get an adapted screenplay nomination, maybe a surprise Best Picture nomination in a year of 10. Wasn't meant to be, but it seemed like Affleck was on his way to having a film that would land with critics, audiences, and with the Academy, and that film happened to be Argo. It was a surprise screening at the 2012 Telluride Film Festival, where it dropped like a bomb, and essentially shook the Oscar race that year, uh, putting itself forward as a film that many people thought would definitely be a contender and would, you know, surely be nominated for best picture. But then the Oscar race started to take a turn as we all know, and we'll talk about that later. But for now, let's talk about the movie. I want to hear first actually from Evo day Eve. What did you think of Argo?
2: So I remember seeing this film when it came out. I, I, didn't really pay a hell of a lot of attention to it because I was 13. And let's be honest, this isn't necessarily the most appealing subject matter to a 13-year-old girl. So I basically had like no thoughts for the past 10 years until we were going to watch it for this retrospective. Sat down and watched it and thought, hey, this is a pretty good movie. I think it's well made. I think the acting's solid. The script is pretty good i think the cast does a good job and it looks authentically 1970s which is an important factor for me that's really the only thing i can say about this film is that it's good it's fine it's really nothing special but i do completely understand why this kind of film would appeal to american audiences and the academy in particular it's incredibly uplifting well, you know, towards the end, it's a feel-good ending. It It's patriotic. It's it's a history. It's a period piece. It's something that we like to remember and like to look back on as a triumph of America and Canada, but we'll get to that later. And I, I totally understand its appeal to the Academy. Is this the best film of 2012? Absolutely not. But it does definitely feel like the kind of film that would win Best Picture. I would be... Interesting to sort of discuss this film against the decades uh, other Oscar Best Picture winners and see where it holds up. Because I definitely don't think it's at the bottom, but it's nowhere near the top.
0: And it's interesting because, for all the reasons that you mentioned before, why this film was a success. I mean, you uh, didn't mention the one thing that, or maybe you were alluding to it when it comes to the uh, the Academy. This movie's about Hollywood.
2: Oh, sure. I didn't even mention that. It's about
0: Hollywood saving the day.
2: <laughs> Literally. Oh, God. Now, that I feel even, now I feel a little icky when I think about it that way.
0: Well, we'll get into that, I'm sure. Danilo, let's hear from you next. What did you think of Argo? Because I'm sure you've seen it before, and this had to have been a rewatch, Right.
3: Yes, I'd seen it before. Um, at the time I saw this movie, I hadn't seen Affleck's previous two films. Um, I've seen them since, and I like both of them. I think he's a solid director. I think he he manages to create pretty good atmosphere when it comes to neo noir thriller type material. And I, I'm going to echo a lot of what Eve said. Eve uh, said it's it's solid. It's well done. It's effective. It's crowd pleasing. It's pretty well written well acted um but and i'm glad you dug into sort of ben affleck's career leading up to this map because i think a lot of what makes the discussion around this movie interesting is the narrative which is it winning over some of the other films and also where it placed in terms of ben affleck's sort of uh his sort of resurrection his comeback arc um, and so I think this is a, a weird case where I'm sort of equally interested in discussing the craft of the movie, what worked and what didn't, but then also sort of the things that went into why the movie was such a big talking point at the time. So I think it's I think it's a it's a good movie. I'm, I'm, I'll get more specific as we go in, but but uh, it, it might be a more interesting conversation point than it is a, a, a really compelling movie to break down.
0: No, yeah, there's definitely a lot of points here to discuss. I mean, like you said, in terms of narrative, it not only plays a role in the Oscars, but also, too, I think, in how just this movie is remembered all these years later. You know, it's interesting sometimes to ask yourself if this movie was not an awards player, didn't contend at all, and never had that attachment in people's minds. As a movie, how would it hold up? You know, there were a lot of movies that come out throughout the year that are, just as good, better and get zero Oscar traction, you know, whatsoever. Yeah. So I I always wonder with stuff with certain things like that, you know, like I always ask myself with like Green Book, for example, if Green Mm -hmm. Book had just been a, you know, a family comedy or something like that that just released like, you know, in the summer or the spring and did not ever come anywhere near the Oscars, what would people think about it today? You know, and it's like, Interesting things to talk about, just in terms of how films hold up on their own, disassociated from all the narrative and the Oscar talk and things like that. And in a lot of ways, I think about that with Argo sometimes
3: too. Yeah, I agree with you that sometimes it's hard to separate uh, those two sort of thought processes.
2: You can even say the same thing about Coda.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I
0: I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan Bear, what do you think of Argo?
1: So I remember seeing this like the. Day it came out um, in 2012 and we got to the theater a little later than we had planned because we hit some traffic and had there was no other seats available except in the very front row so we we're like sitting there and like craning our necks back like staring straight up at the screen and I remember at one point there's this like really big extreme close-up on Ben Affleck's face. And I remember thinking to myself, I am just staring right up into Ben Affleck's nose holes. (laughs) But that was only because I needed to focus on that because this movie is such a good thriller. It is so tense All the way through, and that last act especially is just some of the best thriller filmmaking of the decade, frankly. It's just good old-fashioned meat-and-potatoes thriller filmmaking, and it gets what it does well. It does so well that it completely elides any of the other problems with the movie, which there are... Uh, some.
0: Okay. I'm excited to dig into those and hear them. Yeah. For myself here, I too saw this movie in theaters back in 2012, uh, opening weekend. I remember venturing out to see it. And I also remembered this along with a couple of other films from that time. Movies like uh, Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty, 127 Hours, a few years prior. I mean, like, there there seemed to be, like, this whole string of based on true stories where I knew the ending heading in already, but yet these movies were all filled with like final acts that just kept me on the edge of my seat throughout and actually made me as an audience member forget what the actual outcome was. So pretty incredible storytelling to be able to do that. I must say, Uh, but I was a big fan already at this point of gone baby gone and the town And, of course, I had already heard about the Oscar buzz for Argo after its world premiere at Telluride. It then went on, if I remember correctly, to also play at TIFF. And it was just getting such positive, positive notices. And it really did feel like kind of a culmination of sorts for Affleck. How I feel about the movie, you know, I mentioned all this stuff about, like, the narrative and the Oscar talk and all that stuff. I really got to admit I bought into it heavily at the time, and it really influenced how I thought about the movie too. I really enjoyed this movie so much that I put it in my top ten that year. I have enjoyed it in the years since then. And I rewatched it again actually very recently, fittingly, on an airplane, <laughs> 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 to which like somebody who was sitting next to me saw that I was watching Argo, and they <laughs> like looked at me and said, you're watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they thought it was a different movie or what it was, but I mean, when you get to the final act of this movie, I can not understand. But still, I mean, I, I ultimately thought that this movie took a pretty big gamble in terms of clashing different tones uh, with very serious historical political drama and mixing that in with the absurd comedy of Hollywood and kind of making fun of that, and having those two things meshed together here. And what is, really, when you break it down, a very concise movie. I mean, this movie is only two hours long, on the dot. You would think that a movie like this would be 215, or 220, or something along those lines. But it just zips on by. And there's a lot at play here, but at the same time, I actually do think that this movie is... Uh, it's essentially walking a fine line of being artistically driven while commercial simultaneously. And I find that balance to be kind of fascinating to watch because up until this point, Affleck had done these gritty crime dramas. And this movie does retain a gritty aesthetic to it. Eve was mentioning before, it looks like it was made in 1970s, you know, opening up with the old school Warner Brothers logo, uh, the grainy, you know, film stock and everything else about how this movie is kind of like presented gives off that vibe from the production design to the wigs, the costumes and so on and so forth. So I really like it in that sense. Um, and I got to admit, like, I'm sorry, like, I, I'm I'm very interested to hear some of the criticism and complaints because Damn, it did still hold up for me as a piece of just entertainment made for adults where it's not so cerebral, obviously, like this is not a movie that I would say is like a movie that you ponder and think about like years afterwards, you know, and it's always going to gnaw at your brain. No, it's just an old fashioned, well told movie for adults. And I don't really find anything necessarily wrong with that. So I still love it to this day. Step
1: into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer
0: he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything.
1: Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business.
0: Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The
1: Godfather slot. Someday
2: i will call upon you to do a service for me play the
1: godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family
2: no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply yeah i agree with that i think this film really does make you feel what you're supposed to feel as it's happening it's not exactly going to linger with you it's going to be more of an instant sort of satisfaction yeah and that's great a lot of her a lot of movies that's what they should be
0: i love love the line in the movie where they're like who's the target audience people with eyes
1: (laughs) oh yeah the target audience is gonna hate it who's the target audience people with eyes
2: i will say like we don't have to get too deep into this but um the one of the i think major criticisms was actually from a lot of different like national governments like this film obviously makes a really bold has a really like political, really sort of delicate subject matter when you're dealing with like diplomats and embassies. Like there's a couple nations, I think it was Britain and New Zealand who were angry at the way that the film sort of implied that they turned the six uh, escapees away. Yeah. And there's even a moment, there's even, I think I kind of just saw this in a video that I just watched that one of the hostages or one of the escapees actually went to the Swedish embassy first. And was there for a little bit, but decided to go to Canada, the Canadian embassy, because he could pass better as a Canadian than as as a Swedish person. So I think a couple, you know, (laughs) representatives from different countries were a little bit pissed off.
0: Right, because this is a remarkable story of, you know, uh, of, of an operation that was successful. Lives were saved in the process. And everybody wants to have a hand in that and there were a lot of people that had a hand in this it was actually a bigger operation that encompassed uh more people than what the film shows and i think that given the success of the movie you know of course i think it would make a lot of sense that people would feel a little stilted uh that they were not included maybe in the in in what was presented here
2: well jimmy carter was a big fan of the film but he did say that um that the 90, I'm just reading, 90% of the contributions to the ideas and the consummation of the plan was Canadian. And he didn't think that <laughs> us Canadians got enough credit.
1: <laughs> so thank you, Canada.
2: You're welcome. For your help.
1: <laughs> yes, much
3: appreciated.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to say blame Canada and just move on. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> but it's interesting. Like I do think that the film could have like done more right by our allies in the world. But... I do actually think that it's really kind of funny that this movie is so, like, rah-rah, fuck yeah, America. And is very open and upfront about the fact that, like, this was kind of a situation of our own making. Yeah. Like, we fucked up this region of the world. And they were justifiably angry about it.
2: I mean, it is also ridiculous. The film very much in its kind of visual presentation implies that So I'm. uh, He obviously had a great deal to do with this, but Tony Mendez kind of just like went to Iran on a whim and basically (laughs) just like did the whole thing himself with no authorization. And like when they told him, like you know, you have to back out, like there's the tickets aren't ready. He's like, I'm going in. Like I don't know if that actually happened, but that
1: definitely did not happen. That is true. They apparently like the flight was like five thirty in the morning because they knew that the what few um revolutionary fighters there were would not be at the airport at that time. And like, there was none of that drama that happened at the airport. Not that I care too much, because on film, like, that is a killer sequence. Yes. But like, yeah, I mean, of course, Hollywood is gonna Hollywood, and they're going to embellish these sorts of things for dramatic effect.
0: If you take out the embellishment for dramatic effect, what you're left with instead is a documentary.
2: Totally.
3: Yeah,
0: basically, yeah. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our throwback review of Argo here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full-length, two-hour-long review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Picture's Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you'll get the rest of this review, along with other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, drop us a comment. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.
2: every Monday.